Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody, on this brisk Los Angeles morning. Today's a very special day because we're celebrating a magazine, and we're celebrating the fact that it went public. And I have with us today the founder of this magazine. And, Steve, I hope I say your name right, Steve Cacciola. Cacciola. Hi, Cindy. How are you? I'm good. Cacciola. I was close enough. Well, in Italy they go Cacciola, but here in Los Angeles I'm lucky enough to get Cacciola. Okay. Well, we'll celebrate that, too. Steve, I've looked at your magazine. Of course, I looked at your website first, and then finally I put the magazine in my hands, and it's such an incredible job that you did. I, um, we all congratulate you from Rock and Roll Entertainment, and I think my listeners will too. Well, thank you. Who are your listeners? I'd like to know. Who are, well, I have a lot of them, um, and that is because Voice America Internet Radio um, has most of its listeners coming from downloading archives from our shows. Mm. So even though we're live now, there aren't many people in L.A. getting up at 7 a.m. and going into their computers and listening to us. It's just the nature of how Los Angeles is. So lucky them? You mean they can pick the time they want to hear us talking? You got it. So it's down. Great. It, it's available in the archives for eternity. Um, and a lot of students pull down this particular show because it's, recommended by journalism professors because it's the only show that concentrates on public relations, journalism, and the marketing business. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I kind of bring out very fundamental points about, you know, how does one publish a magazine or how does one do a commercial and how does public relations interact with that. And I've got, you know, over two years of shows where people could go in and pull up any show from, you know, from the beginning of time and listen to interviews with Kimberly Hefner or Tyra Banks or, you know, whatever celebrity I may have been lucky enough to get on the air somehow. Well, that's great. Rack and Roll. Isn't that a great name, though? Well, you know, my first husband's name was Rakowitz. <laughs> I see. The first husband's name was Rakowitz. So, therefore, I was Rakowitz throughout the majority of my career. And how does one drop a name like Rakowitz even though they get married again? You tell me. You have to marry somebody named Mr. Roll, I guess, or something. <laughs> Edelman, not close. <laughs> well, you know, those are great subjects. Journalism, PR, marketing. It, you know, the power of the spoken word, the written word, uh, the power to communicate. These are some of the juiciest topics that are on the planet right now. I, I agree with you. Um, you know, particularly if one watches Entertainment Tonight and... You know, the insider today, it's very repetitive, <laughs> but there's so much to fill each of those shows. Yes, absolutely. You know, repetition isn't necessarily a bad thing as long as you're aware of what's going on. No, it's ex- it's exactly right, and it's a formula that works for them, obviously. They've been doing it for a long time. Um, I'm sure that you're, you know, very tuned in yourself as, you know, a founder and, you know, putting together this magazine. Is it monthly? Uh, we are uh, eight times next year. Uh, we're going to skip a little bit of space in between uh, two two sets of issues, June and uh, December. Probably very smart. Everybody goes to sleep in the summertime anyway. So I need a break. 
Uh, listen, you know, I think that it's a very, very smart idea. I just wanted to, but we, you know, I'm very excited to know how you came up with this idea. What did you used to do, and how did SalonCity.com and Salon City Star Magazine come to you? Well, that's a very good question. Thank you for asking. I, I hope I don't uh, dwell too long on that question because I think it's the show. Hopefully, we can talk a little bit more about those other great subjects you mentioned. But I well, think it's it, your show, and you have an hour, so you could talk about whatever. Oh you want. no! Here we go. Okay. okay. Well, let me start off first and foremost that I think inside of everybody, inside of everyone listening today uh, or tonight, is a story so unique it can change the world. The question is, are you going to be able to get it out? Uh, get it out means are you going to be able to be interviewed? Are you going to be able to uh, get a job? Are you going to be able to write, to speak, to perform, to create art, to do business? My vision came to me when I was five years old. I'm one of those who had one of those little five-year-old visions. And uh, fast forward to today, my vision's coming true. Uh, it, it didn't come true the way I envisioned it at the time. It just is here now. And it's interesting how when you're younger and you have an idea and you have a fantasy or a, a vision of who you are and who you want to be, how if you let it play out in life and the various levels of life as they unfold before your very eyes, how things can ultimately manifest. This is very spiritual. It's a journey. Well, life is spirit. I mean, without the spirit, the the body is rather lifeless, you know. Oh, no, I agree. I I really love, I I, I love this because you're talking about, you know, things that work for people, you know, visualization techniques and sticking with goals that you feel in your gut. Well, when I talk to people, one of the first things I remind them is kind of like all of us in Los Angeles until the next earthquake, we take a couple things for granted, like the water is going to turn on when we take a shower and when we flip the switch on, the lights are going to turn on. And uh, in fact, just before I called you to be interviewed here, uh, the power went off and I had to go consciously go over and turn the power back on. Now, uh, you know, you asked about me. Uh, One thing I realized at a very young age is that you need energy and you need spirit and you need vitality to do anything. So before you start thinking about the external, about what it is you want to build or do or be successful at, one thing I think we have to get clear is that any individual has to be motivated, energized, and fed to continue to do it day in and day out. Absolutely right about that. If you're not, you're going to just kind of lose your spirit and sort of be part of the walking dead. Not that I want to sound negative or anything, but... Well, there's a lot of people who do feel that way when they have to go to work. And, uh, and uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with making sacrifices. In my case, um, we started the magazine, to get back to your question, we started the magazine. It was born out of a passion, a passion to celebrate beauty. Uh, you know, I'm a guy, and uh, typically sometimes guys don't talk the way I'm about to talk, but I, I love beauty. Well, that's and okay. No, I... That, that's it's okay? <laughs> no, I, I think that there are a lot... It's funny. It's it's sort of industry. Uh, you know, if you are if you grew up in the entertainment industry or the beauty industry or, you know, working with celebrities, there's plenty of guys that, you know, actually understand... Um, the art of beauty and how it ties into the whole celebrity face thing. And no, in our in, in the entertainment industry, I don't think it's odd. In the accounting business, maybe. Right. <laughs> well, even accounting. You know, in college, uh, my background was engineering, electrical, and industrial, and 
all that sort of thing. So for for me, uh, uh, the symmetry and harmony of, of mathematics and science and number was was equatable to the beauty that you're talking about that you might see on Entertainment Tonight. But um, and more specifically, uh, Cindy, my my role in this industry has uh, been about 30 years in the beauty, what's called the professional salon industry, okay. which I knew nothing of back in the early 70s until I met a hairdresser. I had been performing, get this, in a, in a band, a 12-piece band that was a singer. Oh, that's wonderful. Were you in L.A. or New York? Well, we traveled across the country. Oh, okay. Well, you were, you were on the road then. I was on the road with an entourage of friends and, and whatevers and uh, met a hairdresser in 1970. And um, at that time, we fell in love and we wanted to be together. And so what I did was um, um, uh, we decided to leave the band and uh, I decided to leave the band and got into this business of beauty. I, again, knew nothing about it other than I was attracted uh, uh, to women. I loved beauty. Uh, attracted all good-looking people, uh, inside and out. And uh, but the, the the change for me was I went to Paris and London back in the early seventies, and Vienna, Austria, and I went and saw some of these beauty entertainment shows. These are these are what we commonly sometimes see now on TV, but then it was more rarely seen. And I was just knocked off my feet with the sheer magnificence and beauty of the human form performing and the message being something good like, you know, be as beautiful as you can be, unfold your spirit, let yourself fly. Well, that vision and that that uh, thought of bringing that message to the world is really what's brought us forward here with Salon City Magazine and taking our company public. We've become today, as of actually June, the first publicly traded media uh, company to help brand beauty entertainment, specifically surrounding sometimes that beauty industry that's global to the public. And, and, and so it's interesting. So it's like 30 years later, and it's happening. And uh, my background has um, always been in communication. I guess if you're in front of a few thousand people performing, I guess you have to be a good communicator. And certainly in high school and college, I was involved in that. Um, but of course, like many many of your readers are probably or listeners are probably uh, thinking, you know, how, how do you how do you transition from one thing to another? And I think to answer part of that question, it's a little bit of putting your energy and your focus in, in a certain position and allowing life to unfold and taking those right steps along the way, and and uh, then all of a sudden you wind up in this case with me with a publicly traded company, which I absolutely am passionate about in terms of what we're doing. Well, you certainly have the ideology and the mantra and the vision, which is very important for publishing people. <laughs> so, um, you know, whenever I um, go out and talk to people who are launching magazines and stuff, I'm like, you gotta have a vision. You've, you know, what is, you know, what is the message for the magazine? And, you know, at Playboy magazine, where I grew up for 15 years, of course, that message, <laughs> a lot of advertising people always wanted to change it to something different than Mr. Hefner created. And I thought that it was probably best to keep to one message, which was entertainment for men. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you were to cull down Salon City magazine to a sentence, it would probably bring beauty and energy 
to the consumer, right? Every consumer. Well, I think it's uh, life. Uh, we, we're using a little tagline too. Well, first off, the genre that we're that we're known for is beauty entertainment. Right. Uh, beauty aside from entertainment is one thing, and entertainment aside from beauty is another. But our message, uh, in, and as we, well, I'll use certain terms. Hopefully, your listeners understand. But the subtext of our message, meaning the way you interpret our words and our pictures and our overall message is about beauty, truth, and goodness. And uh, those three principles uh, were really uh, uh, taught by Pythagoras back in 500 B.C. He felt that if you really wanted something that was going to sustain and be alive and organic, that it had to have the elements of beauty and truth and goodness to be real. Love it. Love it. You're quoting philosophers. It's fantastic. Well, you know what philosophy means? It means philosophia, the love of wisdom. And uh, so our, our mantra is, of course, our sector, I guess you would say, like in the financial markets, is beauty entertainment or media entertainment. But here's what we're doing with our magazine, which has now been on L.A. newsstands for six years and is ready to launch. Uh, we've just um, inked a deal with Time Warner uh, as a domestic Can international I? distributor. And we will be launching our new version of Salon City Magazine, uh, in February, late February, uh, across the United States on newsstands, airports, etc., a smaller size, a sleeker size. But here's the message. Life is beautiful. I that's, think that's fantastic, but I'm going to cut you off because we have to take a commercial break. Well, that's good. We can end on Life is Beautiful. We'll be back, right? Life is beautiful. We're going to be back. We're going to be back for another three segments, 12 minutes each. Excellent. All right, see you in a minute, and we'll come back to Milan City Magazine. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. Festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. 
Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. And it's Cindy Rakowitz back with Steve Castiola. Did I do it right that time? You're getting much better. Okay, well, I grew up in Corona, okay, which was a very Italian neighborhood in Queens, New York. So I'm one to say, Cacciola. Cacciola. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, you know, I feel like Italian is a part of my heritage because of growing up in Corona, New York. So, um, I don't know. I guess I'm taking liberties, but whatever, what, whatever your last name is, <laughs> you are a fantastic person with a lot of energy who made a dream come to reality. Oh, that's very nice. You know, and for anybody whose last name is Smith, I want you to know that uh, I envy you, you know. My life, I've had to spell my, my name all my life, you know. Well, it's it's a sexy name, though. It oh, well, I like that. It is a sexy name. I it, like that. You know, sex is an important topic. Uh, when you talk about creating any kind of a product, uh, if you break it down to energy, because energy is what drives people to make a product and also to purchase a product, uh, sex is right in the mix. It's it's one of the key elements that you need to understand as a, as an ingredient, and uh, it's a very interesting element. It's like dealing with uh, radioactive material. You have to be very careful. It is radioactive. It's it's very radioactive because it brings up all kinds of emotions in people. But on the same token. When you're doing a beauty magazine, if you're not going to inject some kind of sexual energy, you're probably going to be like that person who doesn't want to go to work in the morning. Well, let's put it this way. Sexual energy is there in the viewer and the reader anyway. It's a question of whether you want to ignite it. Now, you can ignite it with a cool tone or you can ignite it with a medium or hot tone. In the case of Playboy, you refer to Mr. Hefner. Uh, you know, he... he he walked right up to the line for many, many years. Sometimes people felt he crossed over the line. I never felt he did. Uh, in in creating a product with a brand that used the sexual ingredient um, in, a, I think, frankly, a brilliant way. Well, I think he'd really appreciate that. He, you know, he would still say today, and he's still getting a lot of media, that, you know, you got to hang on, as a publisher, for 50, over 50 years, um, you know, he is very passionate about holding on to his dream. And even though the magazine may be criticized by some as being slightly outdated, you have to remember it's been selling for 55 years. <laughs> um, well, that, that's true. I mean, but they, again, uh, 
and again, and of course, we don't need to talk about Playboy. Because no, we have very, to talk about Salon City. Yeah, but, okay. But, but there is there is similarities there because you asked, uh, you know, earlier in the first segment about my own intentions. I've always been driven by a sexual uh, motivation, uh, both as a person and 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 I'm drawn to it. If I drive down Sunset Boulevard, uh, I'm drawn to those sexy billboards. I love watching hot-looking people. Uh, walk down the sidewalks. I love to walk into a, a restaurant and look over and under dim lights see a beautiful face. I'm attracted to beauty. And I'm attracted to beauty that has a little bit of sexual, sometimes a lot more, um, feel to it, vibe to it. Now, if you're going to create a product, in our case the magazine and, and, and in a greater sense the brand of Salon City as a publicly traded company, I think that uh, if you use that ingredient wisely, it can take you a long way. I, you know, I think that your covers, and I'm sure that, you know, you're pretty hands-on with them. Yes. Um, you know, you've taken the formula and you've tastefully um, subdued it a little bit. So, you know, I, I guess with some covers, they're more sexy than others. I found the Jamie Foxx cover to be extremely sexy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's barefoot. There's something very sexy about being barefoot. Yeah, um, Jamie Foxx, uh, um, you know, some of the other covers, the Tara Reid, for instance, uh, that we just did in July and August. It's been one of our best-selling issues, and uh, we shot that specifically for Salon City. Tara was up for it. She wanted a... She wanted a new look to her look. She'd been known as kind of a party girl, and and uh, she just wanted to look different. So we dressed her in some really great-looking uh, couture outfits. I'm, I'm trying to remember if it was Ferragamo or somebody else who, uh, who contributed some, and uh, Gautier. I can't remember, frankly, but but uh, that that cover has been selling, and um, it was a very tasteful thing. She was wearing a beautiful gold gown. Uh, her breasts were kind of showing just a little bit. Um, uh, some say a lot, but it was her look, it was her attitude, and um, it, it was not only helping brand Salon City, it was giving her the kind of look that she wanted to project for her own persona, for her own brand. And that's when that's when the elements start to work together the right way, and you have to use that, since you brought up the topic, Cindy, you know, sex. Um, and I Italian, brought it up. We, we know about right. sex, that's Italians, right? <laughs> No, that, yeah, no, I think that's true. When you have, um, when you have a celebrity right. that feels that they want to reinvent themselves, um, you know, there's no better way to do it than to express that with a partnership of, um, you know, a beauty magazine, a consumer magazine, a magazine with power. You're making a statement for yourself. So what happens in essence? as I'm sure you knew and found out, is that Tara was very enthusiastic about promoting it. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, not to make light of it, because, uh, you know, we're having fun with the word, but, but there is a serious side to it, and that is that it's a powerful ingredient. Use it wisely, and it will, it will reward you. And uh, as a publisher or as an editor, uh, as just a person in life, uh, the way you project your own self, Use that wisely. Now, in the case of Salon City, um, I'll let our listeners in on a little secret. It's it's a secret that I don't mind sharing because I have a personal uh, desire to see more people in the world learn how to balance the energies of the sexual and spiritual chakras. 
uh, I think that uh, the kind of world we live in today with, with mass global consumerism at an all-time high, it, it's almost hard sometimes to either go left or right. It, it, but, but really, in life, we really need to know how to balance those two energies. Either one, on an extreme level, can get you in trouble, can get our world in trouble. So Salon City's message is to balance that energy. So in the case of Tara, just for, Tara, just for a second, uh, if, you, if you go into the magazine, you read the copy, you see how she's projected, you really feel that this girl has herself a little bit more balanced than ever before. And so you've, you've projected the celebrity in a, in a very positive light. At the same time, you're reinforcing the principles of the magazine, at least in our case. And most importantly, the net effect on the reader, uh, the net effect on the reader, we believe, is an empowering, positive, uh, uh, entertaining message. Now, that to me is a complete circle. And as a publisher, those are the kind of things that I actually look at. You're right, I am rather hands-on on our covers, and that's one of the reasons why. Well, it's um, it's very much married to your instincts, which is right because if the publisher, creative person, whatever, whoever's involved in a cover, has to know one thing that it that there's a passion there, and it's going to surprise the readers, and the readers are going to be drawn in. You know that life force that you're talking about is so important to translate onto a cover of a magazine, and it isn't easy. No, it's not easy because um, the person that has to make the decision, of course, I occupy the editor-in-chief role as well as, as publisher. So I have, uh, I have to have a fine sense between will this run in St. Louis and Memphis and Chattanooga as well as Sunset Boulevard, you know. And uh, those are the decisions I have to make as a publisher. Will my advertisers want to associate with the look? Um, uh, will will my readers be turned on, offended, or too critical? You know, because uh, sometimes people like something and they won't necessarily tell you. Right. If you're, if you're not doing something right, you you might hear one person tell you that. But generally speaking, if you're doing something right, you know they won't tell you. They just they just like it. Um, but as an editor in chief, you, you really also have content at the at, at the core of your thinking. You know, you want to do right by your celebrity, as we mentioned, and. You want to do right by the book, so it's an it's an interesting mix, and these are interesting elements, and and that's something that anybody that ever aspires to be in publishing, or journalism, or PR, or marketing should think about. No, it's true. When people don't realize, they really don't realize what a balance it is. When a person who has not been in the publishing industry looks at a magazine, the consumer doesn't think, "Oh my God, the editor is." you know, has to come up with a balance between, you know, advertisers and readers and opinion leaders and circulation trade people. And there's all of these constituencies that you have to deal with, Steve, you know, on a day-to-day basis, but the public really doesn't, you know, nor should they care. You know, they want the magazine to connect with their souls, you know, so you're thinking about these constituencies, but first and foremost, you're thinking about your reader. But the key is, as long as you satisfy the reader, I think all of the other constituencies will fall into place. Well, you find an audience, and the audience is definitely a topic we can address at some point in time, but uh, finding your audience is very important because 
in the interim time, you can feel like you're either, uh, you know, on your way or not on your way, and yet until you do find an audience, uh, you're not ultimately going to be successful. Uh, but but back to this idea of, uh, you know, of, of uh, what you put into a book, uh, Mr. Hefner or anybody else, anyone thinking that they'd like to publish or be good at marketing or PR, journalism, if, if I may say, I think first and foremost, they have to be good at, at these life principles that you referred to. They have to understand human nature. I was very lucky, I think, to go out traveling the country as a singer, quote-unquote, and being in front of people and transferring emotion. It taught me quite a bit about what makes people laugh and cry, just like an actor or an actress would make a comment that does live theater. Uh, these are the kinds of experiences that I think uh, your listeners, if they aren't already doing them, should do. I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, if I wanted to have a successful magazine, I'd go out and be a waiter or something. You know, I... no, you gotta, you gotta know who your audience is. And right now, I have to be commercial person again. Give some room to our advertisers, and we'll be back in a second, and we'll continue talking about the consumer and audiences and feelings. Thank you, Steve Salon, City Magazine. We'll be back. Okay. Unlimited talk at your fingertips, voiceamerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions. We do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. 
bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back with Salon City Magazine's founder, Steve. Cassiola. <laughs> Steve Cassiola. <laughs> it's, um, again, it's a terrific name, Steve, who grew up in music, right? Well, I grew up as a young kid in Phoenix, actually, but uh, soon found out that if you played in a band, you know, it had its rewards and benefits. Phoenix, that's the home of Voice America. Is it really? It is. That's where our illustrious studios are that patch us all together and make us sound like we're really on the radio and we're just on the phone. Yeah, well, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a great little city. Well, it's a great big city now, so. It's pretty big. It's pretty big. It's just really hot. <laughs> I love hot. I love hot. In the summertime, it's unbearable. But, oh, my engineer, the engineer, the wonderful Ruben Colombe, just said it's a cold Phoenix day today. <laughs> well, Ruben's the man. He should know. Ruben's the man. He's, he just won a Primmy. Uh, my company gave out um, PR awards for people that are not public relations practitioners but um, are really, really great at understanding the science of PR, and Ruben is indeed a recipient. Well, we, we call that, uh, at Salon City, we call that talent media artistry. It is media artistry. It's, it's the ability fantastic. to just be, and uh, when you, no matter what position you hold in life, if you're a good media artist, you're going to make it flow and you're going to be successful. I think that's great suggestion for integration. If you have that media part of you, which is the energy that you Keep on talking about, right? The Absolutely. energy. Energy, um, I should say energy directed in the right action. Yes. Uh, because, uh, and this sounds a little bit like my engineering days, forgive me if the listeners uh, use too many of those terms, but I, I look at life as the sort of the engineering of relationships and people, but yeah, you have to have that energy directed the right way. If it just explodes, it's not going to do you or anybody else any good. No, it has to be focused and it has to be positive. Um, and I'm, you know, I. There are a lot of people who have the energy but have not learned how to, um, you know, master it or funnel it in the right direction. And it's really important, I think. And I, you know, I think I'm emulating your point of view. I don't want to presume that, but you know, there's a lot of work that goes along with feeling the positive things that you want to do and then focusing it like you're throwing a baseball at you know, Shea Stadium or something like that. <laughs> There's an old hermetic saying, now going back to philosophy, as above, so below. As above, so below. That's one that people should write down. Now, what does that, what does that mean? It means that if you're going to go out and create a project, a magazine or whatever, this is just my suggestion for the, the listeners, because I, I hope not everybody's going to have a Salon City magazine. I hope they have their own version of whatever they want to do. But um, you have to get your own body, your own constituents inside your own being together. And uh, that may sound like a little esoteric, but it's not. Uh, you really have to understand yourself. You have to understand your people, your team. It's an organic process today. You know, we use all these terms about viral marketing and this and that. Well, what are we really talking about? We're really just talking about understanding the chemistry between people and engineering that and using that energy in the right direction. Uh, if you use it in the right direction, then then you can achieve 
desired results. And the better you hone in on your craft, uh, the, the better those results are going to be. Well, I think that's very true. But let's go, let's go back to your beginning. And, you know, you were talking at the, at the, in the first segment, and then I had to cut you off, but I want to go back to it, which was your feeling and your energy when you were a musician and your love of beauty and your love of life. And, you know, then you met your wife, Annie. Yes. And she was a stylist, am I right? That's right. Annie, uh, we met, actually, the first time we ever met, uh, she was introduced to me by a friend at a show that we were producing in New York. And this was uh, quite a while ago. And um, I found her very attractive, like like when you're introduced to somebody and you just find somebody very attractive. And you, felt was, the, uh, you felt the co-energy. I felt the co-energy, but she was spoken for. But uh, but the vibe was there, and that's always important. And uh, years later, she uh, we kept in touch, and years later she moved to Los Angeles, and we started dating, and... Uh, Two years after dating, we, we got married, and we've been on our honeymoon ever since. No, I think that's fantastic, really fantastic. It's and, in fact, I have to say, Cindy, that uh, part of my own as above, so below has been to put my own life together, to be a happily married man. I know that's kind of like a, sounds like an Osmond TV show, but, um, you know, it, it's really all about, it's really all about uh, feeling that balance so that you can project that to people. You know, I have this thing sometimes about, you know, people who are living life on the extreme. It's okay. I mean, in music, I used to have my days of being on the extreme. But if you really want to produce good business, I think you really have to put your life in in place and and, uh, strengthen your internal structure before you go out and you ask people who are going to loan money to you or be part of your distribution or your marketing or your PR to, to get behind your dream. Well, I think that's also focusing energy in the right direction, too. It's knowing your people, the chemistry of your people, and knowing what's comfortable and knowing, you know, what energy they feel comfortable with. And I suppose that was all a part of your going public. It probably, I would guess, but tell me if I'm wrong, that it came very naturally. It did. In fact, uh, um I was, as a child, always felt that my greatest purpose might be to do something for the world, and uh, I didn't want to try and define it much sharper than that. I felt like if I just did the right things, that that, that opportunity would come, and it has arrived in the form of a publicly traded company. Now, in addition to being president and CEO, excuse me, uh, in addition to being editor-in-chief and publisher, I now have to wear more of the cap of being a president and CEO. So my roles and responsibilities have have uh, taken on a new dimension, particularly as most uh, listeners know that when you're a publicly traded company, you have to you have to report we're on a non-reporting level right now, but we do report our financials. We have an obligation to our shareholders. Uh, basically everyone listening here can become an owner of our company and that's the beauty of of running and owning and founding a publicly traded company is that whatever you do create, you can openly, every day of the week, offer it a piece of the ownership to somebody. And that has always been part of my vision. And Annie and I share in that vision to share the wealth, to share the success as we go forward. And that's a, that's a very important part of why we did what we did. I, okay, now let me be devil's advocate for a second. Um, I want to ask you if you have 
have you gotten into the beat yet, since you just went public, of reporting on a quarterly basis your financials? Well, that's what uh, the answer is. We do record, we do report, but we're not obligated to. And the reason why we're not obligated to is because we went public on the over-the-counter uh, pink sheets uh, level of the exchanges, and on those exchanges, the NASD and SEC do not require you to report, but we do. Now, we're planning to uplist, and this is a little bit of technical jargon for some listeners, but we are planning to uplist to fully reporting uh, in 2007. That's our plan. No, no commitments, but that is our plan. And at that level, we will be fully reporting. It's uh, called the uh, bulletin board exchange status. It's sort of a small cap NASDAQ, NASDAQ level. And uh, so we're preparing for it now. Well, I, I really have. I know that you could do it just by picking up on your voice energy. I, you know, you are very, you're a performer, you know, and you have positive energy, and you know which audiences you have to play to. And I have no doubt with your passion and Annie with you that you're going to be able to entertain and, you know, satisfy the many constituencies that you're juggling right now. It just sometimes, the only advice that, you know, I would spit out is that when a company is public, it's very important to keep on reminding investors that some things don't just look as, large as a vision on a quarterly basis. And then you always have to justify that. And I think you know that, but it could get a little it could get a little tiresome after a while. Well, you know, uh, again, the, the, the relevancy here that I think that what you're bringing out, and uh, if I may kind of tie the two ends together, is you have a creative component. Most people think about, you know, I want to be a publisher. I want to make a magazine. I want to have a TV show. I want to be a great producer. Uh, these are great visions to have. But in the world we live in, there's an economic model that has to accompany anything we do. Um, if you want to drive a nice car, you need to pay for it, you know. If you want to produce a nice show, you need to find somebody who wants to buy it. And it's, it is a good exercise, as you say, to... Get used to the fact that you're going to go through. I mean, we hear this all the time when we interview people in for our magazine. You know, the hundreds of times that I was rejected. You know, the constant uh, reminders I have to give my audience that I am this and I am that, and and it's true. Um, the energy will definitely. Uh, you have the energy that will carry you through throughout eternity. There's no doubt in my mind. But you're right. For the listeners and the people who have a dream to go into publishing, I guess I just want to bring out that there's many, many, if you're really successful, there's many constituents that you have to satisfy. And I want to say that I do think it's possible. I, you know, I've lived it. I've watched it be possible. And I'm thrilled that you have the formula and have seen the formula. So I, let me wrap that up by saying that to you. <laughs> no, thank you. And, I, and again, you know, when you, and I know you say this in jest, but there is a performer in my, I like to banter. I like to volley back and forth, as Annie likes to say. And I, I meet a lot of people who have visions. And they have ideas, but they're a little timid. You know, they're a little timid. Their energy is timid. They're kind of a... Sh they don't want to... They do one of two things. They're either too timid or they're too aggressive in their conversation. And both of them, I think, can get you in trouble. Well, I think uh, you're right. Can we talk about that in the next segment, though? Because, yeah, again, sure. it's the one minute to break. And then it's the last segment, and it's still your commercial. But I want to talk about 
the energy and communication and being too timid or being too aggressive. I think that's important for listeners to hear. So stay tuned with Steve Cassiola. <laughs> I took the safe route this part. You're getting much better. Oh, thank you. Salon City Magazine going public. Stay tuned. Streaming the world over. VoiceAmerica.com Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R A K N R O L L Entertainment.com. Or call 1 818 597 0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio productions. We do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. West Coast Business Review and host Andy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.WestCoastBusinessReview.com. West Coast Business Review's Show Me the Business, connecting you to the business world. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now let's get back to more stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Yes, we're back in the last segment celebrating Salon City Magazine and the fact that it's gone public with its founder, Steve Cassiola. And um, I'm sad that it's ending so quickly because you're a really fabulous guest. And the founder of a magazine who could be a really fabulous um, incarnation of the creation is really like 30% of the game, 40%. You know that. I think so. I think that, uh, you know... Uh if you have energy, here's the way I look at it in very practical terms. And I, I didn't plan to talk about energy, but I think, you know, in a segment like this where we're talking, we don't really know the person listening, it's important to give them something I think that's universally usable. Absolutely. And I think that if you understand that need to have that inexhaustible supply of energy and focused uh, purpose, as you mentioned in some of your uh, ads I was listening to, passion, purpose, Limitless potential. Those are great. Those are great, uh, you know, sound bites for people to go forward on. It, it is. It is important to stay uh, in an understanding mode for that because it will give you, through your trials and tribulations, it will give you the ability to bounce back right up and keep going towards your dream. And uh, it, it, it's really part and parcel of achieving success. It is, and sometimes there's going to be some painful times to get out of bed and I think that the person has to stay focused and know that everybody hits their tsunamis. Well, 
Well, this is again gets back to what that term we call media artistry, and I, you know, again, I'm going to refer to the listener all the time because I feel like they're they're part of us, even though they had the opportunity to download this. Well, they could be listening now too. We have a lot of listeners in New York okay. and on the East Coast, and some on the West Coast. Lots in the hinterlands. Believe it or not, my <clears throat> show is very, very popular. What to our friends in Corona, right? Huh? Okay. Corona, New York. Well, yeah, they're listening in Corona, New York. They're also listening in Manhattan, New York. But I yeah. have a lot of listeners in, you know, in the mid country. They really are into internet radio. It's interesting, and they don't have the PR savvy that seems to come naturally. To a right. lot of people in bigger cities, so they're fascinated by all of this. You should know that. No, no, I do know that, and I'm just having a little bit of fun with everybody. But um, so, I, you know, I lost my train of thought on that one. But where were we? No, we were talking about. I'm sorry. You wanted to play to the listener, and I was just explaining to you where the listeners really were, aside from being downloaded. Right. And um, making the listener a part of the energy and the media. Oh, I was just going to say that in, in that in that media, or you talk about pain and uh, trials and tribulations. One thing I did, that, just going quickly back to learning uh, from my from my singing days, is that sometimes my most painful days—I wasn't having a good day or whatever—wound up being my best performances. And uh, the secret to that is is that if you are in a situation where you're not, uh, let's say, meeting your goals, you're not you're not happy with your results, you're getting really Let's say you're getting pounded by your your uh, pundits. Uh, you know, open up, let it out, talk about it. Be a good media artist because you'll be surprised how people will come towards you and help you solve those challenges. Now, Annie's been particularly great to help me on that because guys sometimes, and it's just a stereotype, but they they can sometimes be a little bit more closed off than women. Women are more open about that. So right. Um, Anyway, those 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 qualities really help. I know we're in our last segment. I hope I'm answering some of the questions that oh, you Oh, you're had. doing beautifully, but you could keep on talking. This is extemporaneous, so really throw out whatever you need to throw out. You get to run this interview wherever you want it and whenever you want it because I actually own the show. So make it make it really good. Well, I think I think uh, uh, I think all of us are creating our own book. We're all creating our own song. I mentioned in the beginning of the interview that inside of each of us was a story so unique it could change the world. I truly believe that. And uh, one of the joys I have when I meet people is I, I look at them and I study them. I don't care what they're dressed like. They don't have to be looking like they came straight out of, you know, a boutique on Robertson or, or Madison. Um, I look at them and I just see the inherent beauty and their message and their voice and I, and I, and I, 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 I look as a publisher and as an editor, and I think, how can we bring that out? How can we make them look even better than they are? And uh, regardless of what, uh, whatever I'm saying to them, whatever we might do as we publish, my goal is to create uh, uh, beauty, truth, goodness. And I think that that life is beautiful theme is, is something that, sure, we put it on the magazine, but we live it. And I think living what you really want to create first will create the consequence. And uh, a lot of people I meet, um, I won't go into detail, but whatever they say and do isn't always necessarily uh, directly related to, 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 to what they say they stand for. So if, if somebody is listening and they want to exceed uh, or, or, or get better at journalism or PR or marketing, um, 
my personal feeling is create harmony, uh, create aesthetics, create a beautiful scenario, because by surrounding yourself in that kind of environment, good things happen to you. And be truthful about it. And at the end of the day, ask yourself, did I create something that is going to last? Uh, is it going to be good for the people that are, that are buying my product? If, if you can complete that circle and you can say, yes, 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 I, you know, whether you sell one copy or a million copies uh, or more, uh, I applaud your efforts. I, I think that's great. One of the things that you were talking about before, um, just to show you that I really listen to you and will spit it back at you, even though I might have to interrupt you, um, is how people sometimes don't um, actually communicate who they really are, and sometimes they're um, hesitant and timid, and sometimes they might be a little overly aggressive because they haven't found that balance yet. How does one find that balance? Well, that 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 is a topic maybe for another show because that is an, that <laughs> okay. Is, well, you already booked your spot. <laughs> oh, good. That that's an excellent question, and and um, it uh, that is a question that is that carries with it a journey that is uh, better than a ride at Disneyland. Um, but in a few words, how do you find the balance? Um, I think that um, I think that. You have to have the confidence to look at yourself and be afraid and be pained and be um, uh, turned off. Uh, all the things that, you know, sometimes people are afraid to do, you have to, you have to almost sometimes break it to make it right. And don't be afraid to look at yourself and say, you know what, I'm not happy with this and I'm not happy with that. Now, there comes a the critical point. If you see something you don't like, uh, then what will you do consciously to make it right? And um, if you can take that leap and say, tomorrow I'm going to change one thing, I'm going to make it better, uh, you will eventually start to create the balance that I think you, you're, you, you sense, you intuit. And, and, and the same thing above, as above, so below, so to speak, uh, happens in your business. Uh, as a CEO and president, I have to look at what we don't do, and I right, and not just what we're doing right, and I have to fix it. And I should be the first one to see it. So that's part of my suggestion to the listeners: is uh, to get that balance, uh, look inside, and at the same time as you see the pain and you see the things you don't like about what you're doing, or or the fact that you don't have enough time or money or resources to create your project, also look at all the positives. Look right. at the passion, the energy, the focus, the vision, the ideas, the unique creativity that you bring to the formula, and, 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 and you balance those two, and you decide whether or not you want to go forward. If you go forward, go with the full confidence that you've done, the, you've done your due diligence, and you're about ready to make some, some, some positive changes for yourself and the world. Well, you're working very, very hard at this magazine. If you go into SalonCity.com, which, by the way, is a beautiful website, really well done, really, Thank really you. well done. It's, um, you know, it's appropriately busy. Um, it, you see the excitement in what you're doing, and I just thought that it was a terrific marriage for the publication itself. But what I want to what I want to mention before we close the show is that you're also doing a lot of events throughout the country so that people can have 
you know, hear what you're doing. And you can't just have an event in Los Angeles if you're going to get the local constituents involved. And I'm very impressed with the fact that you seem to be going to a lot of different places to sing the song about the magazine. Well, beauty is global. It's a global business. It's a $100 billion industry. Uh, it, it, it is everywhere. And uh, frankly, I, I think that we would solve a lot of uh, the world's ills if we, if we injected more beauty into our thinking. Um, we are on a 50-city tour right now across the United States, from New York to Miami to Memphis to Phoenix to Chicago to Seattle. Uh, we're meeting people one-on-one. Our SalonCity.com site is an archival site that shows some of the previous stories that have appeared in Salon City magazine. We have uh, TV initiatives that are coming out in January. Uh, we are planning to produce the World Beauty Maker Awards here in Hollywood. Uh, you'll hear about that information next year. So we have, as you said, Cindy, we have a multi-pronged sort of a platform to project the content in, in, our, in our vision, in addition to the Salon City magazine uh, rolling out nationally on all newsstands uh, you know, in February. So we're doing our part to make life uh, beautiful more than a phrase. Well, I, now we have to wrap up the show. See, you thought an hour would be really long, right? <laughs> but you could come on to my show any time to update us on what's going on with Salon City Magazine. We want to wish you all the luck in the world. Um, going onto newsstands is a fantastic accomplishment in itself. Um, we we really wish you all the luck, all the luck. Continue to focus and think positively. I think that. You have the personality that can change a lot of, you know, fix a lot of stuff in the world, and we congratulate you. Well, Cindy, it's been a pleasure, and again, to the listeners, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to get all of your names. It probably would have taken a couple days to do that, a few million people, but uh, go out and buy a Salon City magazine and take a look or visit our website. Uh, our ticker symbol is S-L-O-N, and we'd love to hear from you if you want to email us personally. Uh, send an email over to info at saloncity.com, reference uh, uh, Cindy's talk show, and we will get back to you. Word up. Congratulations. We'll have you on again. Salon City Magazine, Steve Cassiola. Okay? Thank you, Cindy. Take care. Bye.